Visible is a wireless carrier that is not invisible. It is pretty clear from the name, actually, radio waves are invisible. And I can say this with authority as a licensed amateur radio operator. That being said, Visible won't be giving you the power to see light outside the visible spectrum. It's actually way better because having that ability would make getting around very difficult and distracting. What you do get with Visible is unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. You get one line of wireless, just $25 a month, which is great in these times of economic uncertainty. That is one line for $25, taxes and fees included. So whatever you're doing at this moment, please stop. Switch immediately. Now, monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Wir gerne sehen in was ist los. It's dein Freundo, Seth. I'm learning German. Yeah, in case you didn't know what that was. That is me trying to impress you with the little German that I know. Right now, I am actually learning German. I took it in high school. I goofed off the entire time. I did some other language learning apps. They taught me things like where the taxi stand is and how to find a bus, um, but not a lot of conversational uh German. Thankfully, that's what Babbel is all about. Babbel teaches you language conversationally, which let's face it, that is what you want to know anyway. I don't know. When I was in school, you learned like how to count. You learned like the colors. You learned the shapes. Those are all important things, but they don't help you when you're in uh, like Cologne, Germany with Ein Nierenstein, which by the way is German for kidney stone, uh, an experience I can unfortunately speak personally to. But I've been using Babbel to learn to speak German again, uh, better than I have before. I actually really like it because it is conversational. It's a little bit more relaxed. One of the things that it does that I really like is it'll sometimes show you what the literal English translation is. And I don't know why, but I find that very helpful in sort of understanding the structure, the grammar of a language and sort of putting myself into that mind space. Since I'm only in Germany for Gamescom, which is like a week, week and a half, I'm not immersed in the German language. I'm not immersed in German culture. So what I do is the second best thing. I'm taking Babbel. Hopefully this year when I go to Germany, I'll be able to impress all the Germans with how much German I know from learning through Babbel. The app has pronunciation recognition, so you'll be able to learn how to speak better with your accent, how to actually properly pronounce the words. That way you won't get made fun of by a, a group of older German men because you said Apfelstrudel and not Apfelstrudel. Um, no, it's really cool. Uh, I'm going to say right now there is a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now you can get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners because you guys are the best ones, by the way, at babbel.com slash realm. Get 60% off at babbel.com slash realm. That is spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash realm. Rules and restrictions may apply. Listen! Hello and welcome to Nintendo Voice Chat, IGN's Nintendo podcast. This week is packed with Nintendo news. It's almost like we're getting a mini E3 like two weeks early. We're going to be talking about more Nintendo Switch Pro rumors, Sonic's 30th anniversary presentation, Dragon Quest 35th anniversary presentation, Pokemon release dates, and so much more. There's so much. We're never going to get through this, but we're going to give it a shot. This week, I'm joined by Logan Plant. It's too much, Casey. It's too much. It really is. I like your shirt. Also, Stella Thank you. Tom. 
Hello. Happy to be back. Thank you for being here. And Seth Macy. What's up, Super Nintendo pros? Gosh, it just doesn't. There's just not as much. It's just not as good as a ring. It's just Super Nintendo's. Yeah, I know. Nintendo pros. I mean, I flew too close to the sun on that one. I'm sorry. It's new Nintendo's, actually, Seth. Yeah, new Nintendo's. God. Nintendo pros. I don't know. It's weird. Oh, Nintendo pros. Oh, we'll I can't even it. say it. <laughs> I know, I we'll can't. workshop it. We'll come back. <laughs> I think new new Nintendo's. New Nintendo. That's the pros. one. That's so much. What a what a mouthful. But speaking XL. of, oh god, it's <laughs> maybe who knows. But let's get right back into our first topic, which is new Nintendo Switch will reportedly be released as soon as September on October. Yes, this is from Bloomberg, uh, and. It just says from people familiar with the matter. That is their mm. source. People familiar with the matter. Uh, it says it could be revealed before E3 next month to allow publishers to showcase their full range of Switch games at the global event and will be sold alongside the 199 Nintendo Switch Lite and would eventually replace the current standard model. It's going to be priced a little bit higher. Actually, I don't I say a little bit. I actually have no idea. It's just going to be priced higher than the current $300 Switch model. And as previously reported, the new Switch is set to feature a 7-inch Samsung display, OLED display, Samsung, God, Samsung display company, OLED, OLED, however you want to say that, and a faster NVIDIA Corp graphics, and it will make 4K resolution possible when docks on a TV. All rumors, Ooh. we've all went over this before. We assume we're going to be getting more news for this really soon when do you all think we'll be getting news like actual news like actual official announcements for the nintendo switch pro Hmm. probably the minute we all log off of this podcast (laughs) i was gonna say this podcast will be outdated by the time it publishes that's that's (laughs) my prediction all right well (laughs) what (laughs) i was gonna say right as soon as logan hits like is done with the submitting of it of the video <laughs> and he like wipes his hands off and they're like ah damn it all right i think so seth what would happen if this this went up for pre-orders in the middle of recording this podcast what would you do i would have i would fl- uh flip my table over and i'd say i gotta go because i'd have to run upstairs and do all my commerce stuff uh also i would have to secure one for myself that's the thing they don't tell you about when you work in commerce is that you kind of uh your your job is to like look for the consoles so that's why i have a playstation 5 because it's my job so yeah yeah, no i'm if it went up for pre-order if we knew like yeah it's done i'm done i'm gonna you know, be spending $400 or whatever it costs. I don't care. I'm a sucker. I'm excited. It's a new thing. It's shiny. It's going to be great. I just, I just bought a new thing. I just bought Monster <laughs> Hunter console. I, I but, feel like I just bought my Switch not too long ago either. <laughs> I mean, I still have uh, my launch day Switch. So it's ready Ooh, and it's got like okay. a crack in it in the back. It's real spooky <laughs> that it's cracked like that. I don't want it to anything bad to happen. Same. So I think, you know, uh, Now's the perfect time for me to upgrade to that beautiful OLED display and 4K graphics. And also, um, $399 is a little bit of a bummer, but I mean, we don't know that. That's just what everybody's mm-hmm. sort of like the rumors are saying that ah, it's going to be $399. But, and, I mean, yeah. But with all of that in mind, assuming we're going to get news right as soon as we're done recording this. I say let's move on and I will tr- if this if that happens I'll try and put together an emergency special NBC <laughs> to actually talk about the real announcement. So look out for that sometime in the near future. I think maybe probably who really knows? I don't. 
But let's move on to something we do actually know about. Sonic's 30th anniversary. It's happening. That's this year. We got a full, long presentation, just packed full of things celebrating Sonic, including a bunch of game announcements, collector's editions, not collector's editions, but just anniversary products. We're getting a concert. There's so much Sonic happening. Thank you, Sega, for this. Logan, I know you are a big fan of Sonic. Do you want to kick this off? What was your favorite? What is the favorite thing that was announced during this presentation? Yeah, well, I think the the biggest thing was something that was leaked a while ago, and that's uh, Sonic Colors Ultimate is coming out in September, and it is coming to Switch uh, HD port of the game that was a Wii exclusive. I can't believe that game's over a decade old. That I, I can't what? believe it came out like eleven years ago now, uh, which is pretty crazy. But excited for that to come back. Uh, it's a really good looking game on Wii, so I think that an HD facelift is a really exciting idea for it. Uh, it also is. Definitely one of the better 3D Sonic games. Most of them are really not good, but Colors is in that tier that uh, really did well review wise and uh, with the fans as well. So I think that's a great pick to come back for an HD remake. And uh, yeah, I'm excited about that. It's been a long time since we've had really anything Sonic related come out. So uh, just knowing that we're getting that later this year is pretty exciting. Yeah, I know my my the first E3 I went to for IGN in 2017 was when we saw Sonic Forces. And since then, we really haven't gotten a gotten anything as far as like 3D Sonic goes. But speaking of Sonic Forces, they also announced a bunch of new content for Sonic Forces, like um, Super Sonic and the Werehog from Sonic Unleashed, which I think was one of the worst Sonics I've ever played. Um, <laughs> but the that's for the mobile do... version of Sonic Crowded Forces, correct? I think it's coming. I think the Werehog is coming to both. But I'm, I could have I could have watched that wrong. I watched the presentation one time. So since it happened this morning, just like an hour ago. <laughs> yeah. so. I, I gotta say, I'm really surprised that that like that they're still supporting Sonic Forces. Like, that's really mm-hmm. cool, actually. I know my son like loves Sonic Forces. He's like <laughs> super, super into it. So, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I think I, I'm... I do not love Sonic Forces. Uh, I was actually going to say it's it's pretty interesting because there was a time where we got a, a 3D Sonic game every single year from sonic team they they just pumped out these annual releases every year for Damn. so long i got them all out uh to put in a line from like 2001 to 2010 basically every year something was pumped out then they took a break a really long break from lost world to forces from 2013 to 2017 and me and my friends who play sonic were like oh this is they're taking their time and they're going to make something really great and really substantial. And if you skip all cutscenes, you can beat Sonic Forces in like uh, two hours and 15 minutes or something like that. So and now it's been four years since Sonic Forces and, and this thing they teased is coming out in 2022. So that'll be five years since the last one. And I'm curious if it's going to be another uh, kind of half baked thing that comes out or if they've actually been working on this for the last five years, because forces was just shocking that it was so long without a new 3d Sonic game. And then it was over in an instant. I beat it basically the night it came out and it, it was just like junk food. It was like in and out. It was just over. <laughs> Man. Is it, is it weird that hearing that it's so short makes me actually want to go play it? Because it's like, oh, I can actually maybe beat this in a day. Oh, it's short, but the levels are bad, too. So it's, Oh, uh... no. <laughs> I, I played yeah. I played the very beginning of it. I played the demo and man, that it starts off the story for Sonic Forces starts off pretty dark. I don't know. 
did you like the story of Sonic Forces? <laughs> I'm sorry, it's uh, turned into a Sonic Forces conversation. No, it's curious. okay. I, I love talking about Sonic Forces. I do want to be clear to the Legion of Sonic fans that are probably watching this. I love Sonic. Sonic Generations is one of my favorite games of all time. I think it's it's the peak of the series. Sonic Mania is great too, but forces just isn't it yeah forces starts out really dark they're like sonic's been kidnapped oh no the world's ending what are we going to do and then like four levels in they undo it all and there's just no weight to any of it and yeah it's it's just half-baked the story the gameplay the level design all of it is uh, was a step backwards from what they were doing with colors and generations which were really good steps for the franchise but you get to make your own sonic oc which is like the big draw. Oh, of that, that game. was yeah. that yeah. Oh, that's, that's right. That's why my son likes it. He just makes <laughs> Sonic characters like over and over. And he's like, ah, the game's not that fun. But he just loves it. <laughs> he's like, look that's at this guy. He's got a gun for an arm. Like, oh, my oh, God. That is, that's pretty cool. And he's a rabbit. <laughs> yeah, that's that's cool. I mean, like when I was a kid, like that would have been a yeah. really huge driving factor. I mean, I was I was lured by it originally as well when I first saw like, oh, you can make your own character. But Anyway, moving on from Sonic Forces. So everyone, what would you want from this new Sonic team, Sonic game that was teased during this presentation? Like like you said, Logan, we really don't know anything about it. It was just a couple of seconds. It's coming out in 2022 for the PS5, PS4, Xboxes, Nintendo Switch and PC. What do you want from it? Yeah, so last time I was on is when we talked about F-Zero. And I think I actually mentioned that one of the reasons I love F-Zero is because it feels like some of the potential of what a good 3D Sonic game could be. It's it's this thing that's really difficult and you have to learn the levels and get good and you can get through it the first time. But the more you play, you just find these shortcuts, you find these more efficient routes and there's just these branching paths and think different things you can do on an F-Zero track. And that's what Sonic needs, because uh, right now it's just all about blistering speed and there's almost no player efficacy whatsoever. It's just you're just blasting through. Oh, and it's over. And I think to be a that could be a really good 3D Sonic level if, yes, there's it's less about the speed and more about the momentum and more about you maintaining that uh, through skillful play and through repetition and through learning the different pathways of this level. So I think it can be done. I think it's really difficult, which is why I think there have been so many misses in 3D Sonic's library. I think it's a really hard genre to make a good game for. It's why there's really nothing like 3D Sonic games on the market. They're really trying to do their own thing. So I think that's the main thing I want. And story wise, I don't really care at all. Uh, I think that the stories <laughs> are are usually fine. I actually think the comics, the Sonic comics have the best stories that Sonic has. So something from there um but i think from a gameplay standpoint it's really that momentum i want to see them focus on rather than just look at how fast sonic can run this year i decided i actually wanted to like follow hockey a little bit more than just the most casual of casuals so i subscribed to a service that streams all of the nhl to your television uh the boston bruins home opener i went to watch it and boom blackout restrictions apply which i thought was Kind of ridiculous because I'm still 200 miles away from Boston, but whatever. Had I had NordVPN, that wouldn't have been a problem. I would have just gone in, changed my settings to another geographic area, and boom, I could have been watching all the Boston Bruins home games like it was nothing at all. So now I have NordVPN, and I can watch the home games of my local teams streaming without being frustrated. It's the same thing with, like, Netflix. It has all these complicated licensing rules, which from one country to another don't really make sense. So something you could watch on South Korean Netflix, you won't be able to watch on the United States Netflix. 
unless NordVPN, boom, switch to South Korea and you're watching whatever Korean drama that you want. I highly recommend you do that. I haven't done it myself, but people seem to enjoy them. And who am I to try to bring down people's enjoyment? Uh, NordVPN, more than just entertainment and sports availability, it's going to protect you, especially when you're traveling, when you're using public Wi-Fi. People are trying to get in there. They're creeping on you. Bad actors, people trying to steal your password, your bank account details. Who knows what the government's doing these days? I can't keep track. They're all over the damn place. NordVPN... It's going to protect you. It's going to protect up to six devices because I know you have at least that many devices in front of you right now that can hook up to the internet. Boom. Fastest VPN in the world. You're not going to get any buffering. You're not going to get any lagging. Uh, it's going to stop your ISP from bandwidth throttling, which they do. That's kind of sneaky, especially how much you're paying those guys. There's threat protection to protect you from viruses and malicious malware and whatever else. Uh, um unsavory actors are out there. If you want to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com slash NintendoVC. That's nordvpn.com slash NintendoVC. Victor Charlie. Uh, that link is also going to give you four extra months on the two-year plan. There is no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. That's nice of them, and I appreciate that. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Am, am I wrong for having Sonic Adventure 2 being my favorite Sonic, specifically the GameCube version? Keep no, that game's great. That game's All right, cool. Yeah. I'm glad I'm not wrong. I love that game so much. I, I did exactly what you said is the appeal to Sonic and like what they should make the new games enforce. And I replayed those levels so many times and like got a routine down so I could finish them super efficiently and i think having the grading system at the end was a really big draw for that but also they had the whole chow system that encouraged you to replay things so you could actually collect things for your chow so there's a lot of different incentives to replaying besides just replaying just for the sake of having fun which i think <laughs> games like these need but i am not a sonic expert sonic adventure 2 battle was the last game i put more than a, more, the last sonic game i put more than a couple of hours into i mean i put like hundreds of hours into that one but i also wanted to mention that sonic origins compilation was also announced and it this is a sonic the hedgehog one and two sonic three and knuckles and sonic 3d cd sonic cd but no release date has been announced for the collection are you, are you guys excited for this yes yes i am because i love all those old Sonic games. The original Sonic is the reason I bought a Sega Genesis. Even though I was like a Super Nintendo kid, yeah. I was like, Sega's, Sega's for nerds. I don't want that dumb crap in my house. But then, <laughs> like, I saw Sonic at like JC Penny. I was like, uh, hey, mom, for Christmas this year, I want this this Genesis thing. So, yeah, I'm really excited. And uh, this this compilation sort of uh, is is another reason why uh, we uh, we get such crappy games for Switch Online because. Mm -hmm. There's way more money to be made for companies to mm -hmm. just yeah. put out these compilations than there will ever be to license it to Nintendo Online. So, yeah, I'm stoked. I love yep. old games. What can I say? I'm an old man. 
the only games I had on Sega period were Sonic games. So I'm really curious to go back and play these and see if oh, I've gotten any didn't better. Have Mortal Kombat? You put in the I blood had, code? No, I had no other. I also, I, I think I mentioned this as last episode. As a child, I did not ask for enough things. I just kind of like played the same game I had over and over again, was content with it. I'm sure my parents were super happy about that. <laughs> but that all ended as soon as I could read. Then it was over for them. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> but we're even getting more. So that is a lot. And also just to backtrack for a second, I think it's worth mentioning that the ultimate edition of Sonic Colors will have a new mode called Rival Rush. Uh, what it, did we learn anything else about that, Logan? I, I didn't remember anything about that. No, uh, there was a two player mode in the original Sonic Colors. So I wonder how much it's just going to be like that. But all right. Uh, yeah, I don't know anything about that right now. Cool. And they announced even more beyond just those game announcements, which is insane. This really was like a full celebration for Sonic's 30th anniversary. And for that matter, it's Sonic is getting getting a ton. Um, we're getting a free <laughs> virtual concert on June 23rd featuring Crush 40. The band yeah. makes all of those amazing songs for Sonic from like Sonic Adventures, Sonic Adventure 2. And I mean, I'm I want to go to that concert in person, but unfortunately, that is not the reality. I will have to go virtually like everyone else. But Sonic is also getting collaborations. We're getting a, a fully remade Sonic the Fighters arcade game in Lost Judgment, which is a spinoff of Yakuza coming out Crazy. later this year, I believe. <laughs> we're also seeing this was like the tiniest, tiniest glimpse, but we saw a chicken in Minecraft. So Sonic's coming. Sonic's coming to Minecraft <laughs> and Sonic is Finally. also coming. I know. Finally, I wonder what they're how they're going to do that. Like, will we be able to make our own Sonic courses in Minecraft, like Minecraft Sonic oh, courses? That would be so cool. That would be amazing. That'd be that would awesome. be really cool. Hell yeah, yeah, I'm I'm curious to see what if that is going that, to be about. I'm be so disappointed now, Casey. Thank you for putting my expectations <laughs> up there. I mean, it's like, got to be something like that. But we're also going to see Sonic in Two Point Hospital, and like we mentioned before, uh, Sonic Forces. Oh. Sonic Forces is getting some updates. The mobile game is getting some updates. Sonic Forces. It is just the mobile version for Sonic Forces getting updates. Okay, yeah, so I just went and confirmed Where Hog for? Wait, what? Just the mobile version. Yeah, okay. not the console version of Sonic Forces. They okay, haven't touched thank you that for in a long time. Up. So, yeah. okay. And also, um, Forces Mania and Racing is available on more platforms now, like PlayStation Now, and. We're also um, getting a Sonic Prime TV show in 2022, and this is a show made by Ben 10 and Big Hero Showmakers. We're getting a Sweet. short for Sonic Colors, and there's also going to be a, a bunch of 30th anniversary products available for purchase, including a new jewelry line for King Ice, which I know Stella and Seth have, have comments about. It's more like... <laughs> It's weird. <laughs> and I'm just like, I mean, it would look cool on a key. I, I personally wouldn't wear it. I, I just feel like it's just way too big. Like I like minimalistic stuff, but I think it's really cool for diehard fans who want something like that. Um, I think chaos gems would be kind of cool, mm. but I, the, the, what I saw was like, you know, like their faces that were bedazzled and stuff. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I mean, maybe <laughs> they might fit Seth's aesthetic. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, no, I'm not really a big jewelry wearer. I have a, a wedding ring and I have a, a, a Timex watch that's gold, but it's not really gold. But uh, no, the problem with the um, the Sonic jewelry is if you're like walking down the street and you hit a spike, it just goes <laughs> flying everywhere. So that's 
That was the big joke that I I just bombed. Just flat on my face. With like sonic rings, though. What if you renew your vows with sonic rings, though? I don't think that would. uh, Oh, come on. I got married when platinum was real big. So this is platinum and diamond. So like I'm I'm a 2001 uh, Southern rapper. This King Ice is specifically like a hip hop jewelry line, so I think like it's just that style. Dude, it if I had, if like they had like a like a huge Sonic medallion that maybe would like spin, I would wear that. Yeah, I would wear that to to events. The medallion se- yeah. seems cool. The what we looked were more like um like Sonic the Hedgehog like character heads mm-hmm. with like the bedazzled like really big pendants with like rhinestones and stuff on them. And these these necklaces like I was looking at the King Ice website go for like about a hundred bucks or so. So. Mm-hmm. Just look out for that but yeah we're gonna need a ton for sonic's 30th anniversary this year for the celebration and we also got another anniversary presentation this year we got dragon quest 35th anniversary yeah. event which featured nice. yuji hori the creator of dragon quest presenting the trailers and talking with the host about things i think they may have spilled some things they they weren't really supposed <laughs> to they kind of had an air horn that was was playing i think whenever they started getting too close to a topic they weren't supposed to talk about maybe that was planned i don't know but i think they said some things maybe they they yeah, that was so to. funny it was hilarious there was like three times they they used this thing and it was a guy off camera and yuji hori would be like oh and we're planning to also remake dragon quest one and two wah, wah, and it was just it was hilarious <laughs> yeah. and it happened multiple times and it's like well these little nuggets still got out in time it was it was pretty great yeah, that's, I guess that's the danger of doing an actual live stream. And yeah. I also just wanted to quickly give a shout out to that translator because uh, she was translating for two people at the same time. And I think she did a good job. So shout out to that translator yeah. of that event. But we got a ton of new news, so I think. And I'll, I'll get to some. There's only a tiny, tiny little disappointment. But I think the biggest announcement is that there's Dragon Quest Twelve was confirmed. All we got was a logo. We got the, the Metroid 4 treatment there metro prime 4 treatment but it's a <laughs> dragon quest Uh-oh. 12 the flames of fate but at least they did talk about it a little bit and we know it will get a simultaneous worldwide launch with no launch date yet and it is described as dragon quest for adults what right thoughts i mean seth you made a face <laughs> it's like what is that what is that supposed to mean is it gonna be gritty <laughs> <laughs> the the Akira Toriyama like style Dragon Ball Z style art, but it's like real real violent. I don't know what that I don't know what that means. Dragon Quest I because uh, I never thought the Dragon Quest was like for kids. I mean, it's yeah, GP no, I never thought that either. I played it as a kid, but I don't know that. Hey, whatever. Uh, I'm interested to see what that means. Maybe it's just it's just real spooky. It's too scary it, for kids. Wait, what if you do your taxes in it? What if that's all it is. That's you just gotta. I mean, (laughs) you just gotta live your life and make enough money to pay your taxes. And man, no, I don't want that. But they also did give us a little bit more details and said it's about having options and choosing your own way to play and the purpose of life. So maybe it'll get really existential on us. That's what I think. Yeah, I think it's not really gonna be (laughs) gritty, but like I think it's gonna be about like adults maybe who grew up playing dragon quest as kids now Aww. maybe the story is going to be like reflecting on your life Aww, and maybe it's going to get kind of dark sweet yeah it'd be cool like they're playing and uh, a bolt of lightning strikes their house and they get sucked into the television 
Because that's how every story <laughs> that I wrote in school started. <laughs> I got sucked into a Nintendo game. You just so you just really like isekais. Like maybe it will be an isekai. Who knows? Um, that oversaturated anime genre that we all know and love. That I'm assuming. Yes, of course know I know. About. I know. I didn't. Know. <laughs> but I'm sorry. No, but that's all we know about Dragon Quest Twelve. We actually don't even know if it's coming to the Nintendo Switch. We don't know what consoles it's coming on. So Switch I guess we'll, we'll, we'll maybe the Switch Pro. Maybe it'll come out on the Switch Pro. We'll see in the future. But but also in other news, Dragon Quest Three is being remade. Oh. In the style of Octopath Traveler, yes. it's going to be called Dragon Quest 3 HD 2D with a simultaneous worldwide launch, and it looks beautiful. It's so good looking. It is clearly the Octopath Traveler engine. Like it is everything. The the the, the lighting effects and the like, little twinkling, sparkling dust particles in in like uh, the there's a castle scene. Like it's clearly the adapted Octopath Traveler engine, and uh make all the old 16-bit and 8-bit uh rpgs from that like from square just redo them all in that engine please like final fantasy 6 it's it's way past time but man i am so i watched this trailer like i don't know four or five times today uh on my my computer my work computer and then on my phone i'm just i'm really excited it looks amazing and i never played dragon quest 3 so it's all it's all gonna be new to me yeah, I I love the style, and I think it's really going to encourage people who have never played these games to go back and play them. But also, I believe Dragon Quest Three and some other Dragon Quest games are on sale on the eShop right now. So if you don't want to wait, you can go and get those games on sale, or you could maybe you already purchased them and are like, "Dang it!" Because now this game is coming out, <laughs> and maybe are they the um, are they the uh, NES versions or are the Super NES remake? They're like mobile port versions. They're oh. ugly. I don't. I don't recommend oh, no. playing them there. Yeah, oh, I recommend right. waiting recommend, for this. Seth, would you recommend me wait for the new one for the remake to come out? I mean, I especially with that little nugget That's that we what, just yeah. learned about them Slogan being the mobile. Said. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Wait okay. to uh, to get that. Just like, dude, Octopath is so it's so. <laughs> I gave it a nine point three, I think, or nine point four when I reviewed it because I loved it so much. And I love just like being in that little world. It's so beautiful. Perfect. And Yuji Hori basically gave away that one and two are in the works as well, as the as evident by the the air horn <laughs> when they, <laughs> they mentioned that. And it's like, stop it. Um it was an air horn, right? Like am I misremembering yeah, yeah. what I watched last night? Okay, it was. I was like, man, that sounds like too out of just out of whack. <laughs> was it a literal like was there a guy with an air horn like or was it just yeah, a it was all screen? So, I really hope so. There's a guy in the studio just going, Stop! Um, We also got more announcements. We got Dragon Quest Treasures was also announced. We don't really know a whole lot, but it looks kind of like Dragon Quest One Piece, like pirate-themed a little bit. Yeah, I can speak on this one for a second. Uh, It's it's pretty cool. So it stars Eric, who is the first party member you get in Dragon Quest XI, but it's him as a child. And it also stars another character with him that... It's kind of a spoiler for Eleven, but it, it's oh. out there now. Um, so it's, I'll just say it, it's Eric's sister uh, is the other character that's in there too. And they are treasure hunters, but they revealed concept art for this game like two or two and a half years ago. And they said this was going to be the next game in the Dragon Quest Monster series, which is like the Pokemon-esque spinoff series of Dragon Quest. But they've changed it to be a completely new thing about treasure hunting. And then they also said that a new monsters game is still in the works. So that's another game that was kind of confirmed that we we didn't see any of. So two spinoffs kind of confirmed with with that one trailer. So I thought that was pretty neat. 
Yeah, when I first watched the trailer, I assumed like, oh, this is going to be another Dragon Quest Monsters game because they have these little over-the-shoulder yeah. companions and they really focus a lot of monsters, but not in... They were interacting with them, not fighting them. So I was really happy to hear that they confirmed that a Dragon Quest Monsters game is still in the works because I... I mean, obviously, I like monster games, so I'm I'm looking forward to that whenever that happens. But like Logan said, that will be a future announcement. We didn't see anything about that one or get any more information. But Dragon Quest Treasures sounds cool, too. Like, it's really neat that they're doing yeah, more spinoffs really of this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and lastly, we're getting Dragon Quest Keshi Keshi, which was a... a was the first thing that they announced in the show and it is a puzzler for mobile i know that the creator mentioned that they play candy games on mobile and i assume that they're referring to candy crush but this was also i think said to be a worldwide launch eventually like if we're eventually going to get this but during the presentation they also talked about dragon quest 10 online oh yeah right which it said very it was like above the subtitles was like there is no there are no plans to release this worldwide so yeah. still no news if we are going yeah. to get this i think Dra- dragon quest 10 has been around for like what like 10 years yeah, yeah. around for a while and mm-hmm. yeah, people were real real mad that that didn't yeah. get uh, a u.s release i don't know not, not real real mad but like disappointed because it's like yeah oh, dragon quest 9 was so awesome and now we get to play it online no you don't wrong sorry kids yeah. uh you gotta learn Japanese and move to Japan <laughs> if you want to play this game. They're also releasing Dragon Quest X offline with a new art style, which will be offline only, but also no word if that will ever make it to the West either. But yeah, that one they didn't say it wasn't planned, but they also didn't say it was. So uh, yeah. I think there's still hope for that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can agree with you there. They, they they weren't they did not specify. This is true. So. We got all of those game announcements during this 35th anniversary event. We got commentary from the series creator. It was fantastic. They also revealed some collector's edition objects for Dragon Quest 35th anniversary, but they said that that will be Japan only. So good luck on getting your hands on those. Sorry. (laughs) Amazon Japan is amazing. They ship to the United States. They do. Like as fast as Amazon does now, it's kind of crazy, yeah. and it doesn't. You can. Much it more. will be possible to get these if you are yes. fast and diligent in your search to get these objects. But man, like, those were two amazing. I I mean, were you satisfied as Dragon Quest fans with that 35th anniversary event? Absolutely, it was great. Yeah, yeah. There's like something for everybody in there the only thing that they didn't have was a new like dragon quest builders which yeah i mean that last one just came out actually i guess it, was it wasn't that long ago little... it's like two years ago was it two years ago i thought it was maybe three years ago well you know yeah. that'll be for the 40th of 40th anniversary then since we do every five years now for an anniversary is, is yeah <laughs> we'll get another one but yeah I, I was very satisfied with both sonic's anniversary and dragon quest anniversary presentations yeah so now just really short aside what if Zelda had an event like those? Again, table flipping, going upstairs, <laughs> freaking out, just so excited. Uh, I can't, I, I just like was saying earlier that uh, they should redo the original Zelda in a sort of 2D, 3D art style, like, like the Octopath engine. I know that they would have to license it out. The closest that we have is 3D dot game heroes for PlayStation three, but that game's Nobody knows about that game, which is a shame. But yeah, dude. Oh, my God. Why is Nintendo sitting on Zelda? We love Zelda. Everybody loves Zelda. Why are they doing nothing? I mean, great. It was great that we like hung out with Mario all last year. Like, I'm not (laughs) complaining. Mario's nice and all, but come on. 
Like yeah. Zelda was the game, like the game that we all like Ocarina of Time was a world altering event to, to, to play that game. I mean, I guess so was Super Mario 64, whatever. Just I, I would upset. love a presentation like these for Zelda. And I know they, they are acknowledging that there is a 35th anniversary for Zelda as evident by the Super Smash Bros. Ultimate crossover like crossover event yeah. featuring spirits that are celebrating their 30th anniversary and link link is in there in the promo art along with us uh, dragon quest pit like castlevania samus from this, metroid like this angers <laughs> me because that means that they they went to the checkbox to like celebrate zelda's 35th anniversary yeah we did that let's move on to the next thing and they're just gonna forget about it they're just clean, wiping their hands of the whole thing yeah i don't know maybe they're planning something big around e3 like i I don't know we'll we'll see but yes we're all disappointed we hope that we get a presentation like this for zelda sometime in the near future but i also wanted to move on to some more news and there's a lot more news but i specifically wanted to focus on the fact that we got announcements for the dates for the release of that was a terrible buildup. But Pokemon Brilliant Diamond <laughs> and Shiny Pearl and also Pokemon Legends Arceus. Yes, I have changed the pronunciation to be the, the standardized official pronunciation because Arceus apparently has a bad word in it for our uh, British counterparts. So I guess I'll be saying no Arceus from now on. Uh, please appreciate my changing in pronunciation, the Pokemon Company and Nintendo. But... <laughs> Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl are the remakes of the fourth generation of Pokemon, Diamond and Pearl, and those will be releasing on November 19th. They also released some new assets, which are super, super high res. Like you can see the deterioration on like the armor. You can see that Palkia has like, it's actually like fuzzy. I didn't know. I never knew that Palkia was meant to be fuzzy. Like who would have thought? You can even see like the taste buds on their tongues. Like they're crazy high res. The art in the actual game will not look like this, but I I appreciate that those assets <laughs> well, what, what what if we get that new super switch i mean that's maybe true you will see it in 4k you want to see taste buds in 4k you... i mean <laughs> show me those taste buds pokemon Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> but no uh brilliant diamond and shining pearl are as we've seen before a little more like chipified version and it's in this it's in this graphic style so they can maintain the perspective of the original game so that they can be a one-to-one match of the experience of them but we are also getting pokemon legends arceus releasing january 28th which is pretty they did say early 2021 but this is this is quite early yeah Not- I, I i still think this is going to be like a showcase for the for the nintendo switch pro because it just looks so damn good. Yeah I, yeah, I think it will. I know that I've heard some rumblings that people are thinking it won't be ready and they'll have to push it back. But Pokemon has historically always met their original release date announcements. So I'm sure it's I'm sure it's going to happen on January 28th. And I did want to point out one thing. So I saw people speaking on Twitter about this, specifically Joe Merrick from Cerebi pointed this out. But it's listed as single player on the Japanese game listing. And Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl are listed as up to four. So that's going really away from Pokemon because Pokemon usually has at least like PvP. So are we not going to have any multiplayer options at all in Arceus? Is it really going to be a single player RPG experience? I think that is quite an interesting little detail. But also maybe they just haven't updated it yet. (laughs) 
Yeah, I don't know. I'm honestly expecting Legends to be pretty bare bones. I think that uh, that is... Uh, we've just been seeing such small steps forward for the Pokemon series for so long now that I think that a leap this big to a totally different gameplay style and, and this open world, I think that that's going to be pretty much it. I'm kind of expecting this to be one huge fleshed out wild area without any multiplayer, like from Sword and Shield, where you just go around and fill out your Pokedex and do some light battling. I think that this is going to be maybe a lighter experience than people want. And I think going into that, it could probably still be a really good time. But I think it's probably going to set the Pokemon fan base ablaze when we see the the full extent of, of what's actually in this thing content wise. They hurt themselves in their anger. <laughs> yeah. Like, I've, I've repeated this many times, but the easiest way to ruin a relationship is expectations. So stop having expectations for Pokemon. You've been in this relationship for decades. <laughs> just stop having expectations and just be happy with what they give you. <laughs> yeah. No. And I think uh, I think that with Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl coming out November 19th, and then these rumors with Switch Pro releasing in September or October... What is the Switch Pro going to launch with? Because they're not going to launch it with nothing. And I think Pokemon would have been a good launch game. So we're going to see some sort of really big launch title. Breath of the Wild, I don't think so yet. But there's got to be something that the Switch Pro will come out with. No, I can. I definitely agree with Logan. There has to be something. So maybe they will. Maybe they'll announce the Switch Pro and then announce that game maybe they'll announce the switch pro within the next week and announce the games that are going to be launching with the switch pro with the up res that comes with it during the e3 presentation and then switch pro will become available for pre-order right after that presentation that is mario kart 9 no, no, no nintendo land <laughs> pro it's going to be the packing that's that's are, most exciting do, i don't know if they're still doing packing packing games <laughs> Maybe, maybe they will. Maybe they'll be like, only experience this on the Switch Pro. Maybe. We'll see. But I want to move on to games that are out this week. And we mentioned this last week a little bit. I know Cat Bailey was very excited. But those Super NES and NES Nintendo Switch Online games are available now. And it includes Super Baseball Simulator 1. Seth, it's, it's 1.000, right? Like, I'm not... I've never like that. heard it spoken, but yeah, I've never either. You know, that's a perfect batting average, which has never ever existed before. But that's if you. So it's probably pronounced a thousand. Yeah, yeah. That's just how it's written in baseball. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry to everyone. <laughs> I know literally nothing about baseball, and as Seth has said, I've never heard anyone say this game's name out loud before. But we're also getting Caveman Ninja, also known as Joe and Mac, Magical Drop Two, which I know Cat was excited about, Spanky's Quest, and on the NES, reading Ninja Dajamaru Kun. These are all available right now. Seth, you said you're always happy to talk about Nintendo Switch online games. Have you have you played any of these yet? Uh, I have not played any of them, and I'm the worst uh, co-host or guest on the show of all time. And uh, I, yeah, the reason I love to talk about uh, Nintendo online is because there's always like one gem that I make fun of, like Fire of Ice, Fire and Ice. I made fun of on Twitter, and everyone was like. That's a very rare cart, you know. It's worth $150 on eBay, even when it's unboxed. And I was like, okay, like I don't care. So is cave or uh, so is color a dinosaur. Like that's where you literally just click and it fills in the color. But anyway, uh, Fire and Ice is fantastic, super fun game. So I was really excited for these ones because I don't. I mean, other than Joe and Mac, I don't. I'm not familiar with any of them from a like playing level, yeah. and I haven't gotten around to playing them because I'm mm -hmm. like I said, I'm the worst. From what I understand, Ninja. Please 
say it for me so I don't have to humiliate myself. Ninja Judge Amaru-kun? Thank you, Casey, for <laughs> saving me. My sacrifice. That. I heard that that one's not good. <laughs> like, I heard that that one's actually really bad. So, okay. I'll, of course, I'll try to play that. But there's a lot of those Jalico games that are just shovelware that you see on there. And I, this is what happens. I play them once because I'm like, I'm going to give them a shot. I got to give my due diligence. Not this week so much, but... Well, they, they did once. just come out yesterday, so... Okay. I, I play them for like five minutes, and I'm like, I'm never going to play this game ever again. There's a lot of really, like, generic Final Fight clones, you know, just, like, beat some people up. Then an arrow goes beep, 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 because you need to keep going. Some more people come and beat them up. It's just... It's not good. So I'm wondering which uh, which of these games has an arrow pointing to it and has barrels with uh, hamburgers inside for your health. <laughs> I guess we'll find out next week when people play these games. But like I said, oh, they're I'm gonna be playing them tonight. Yeah, playing them tonight. Oh. All right, oh, let's yeah. get to it. I'm gonna I'm gonna try and play it's well. I'm gonna try and do it. I'm gonna You're gonna be working late tonight, Seth. <sighs> oh crap! I actually am working late tonight, so I won't probably Dang. be playing these. <laughs> I'm sorry, Seth. I apologize. <laughs> also out this week that I wanted to mention is World's End Club, which is a like narrative story game by the same people who made Europa. It looks very interesting. There's also a free demo out. For this right now i meant to play it but then the monster hunter rise 3.0 update came out so i did not same thing with all of those <laughs> um <laughs> nintendo switch online games i, re- I was gonna do it but then but then monster hunter happened so that's what i did instead what do you expect what do you expect from me i'm sorry i didn't much yeah i just i have to stay on brand gotta play monster hunter yeah. but with that i did let's move on to games that we're playing like monster hunter and some other things i know that stella and seth have both been playing metopia and yeah. have very very different opinions from reb who was on the show and did not like it so <gasps> really i know yeah no she oh, she no. she reviewed it when it originally came out for the 3ds and just does not like that game oh. you can you can all go back to that episode and listen to why on the previous episode, I'll like specify which episode. I'm slack it right now. <laughs> <laughs> How could you? But Stella and Seth, you've been enjoying this, so please, like, let me know. What do you think? I mean, I okay. So I played the demo at first. I was like, oh, I'll just mess around. Like, I'm really into character customization, so I'll just, I was like, you know, I'll just make myself. We'll just see how the game plays. Um, and then I was like, wait, this game is really detailed. I can make all the people in the game like my own customization and stuff. So that aspect kind of grabbed me. And as soon as I started playing, I was like, oh, no, I'll just do one more mission. I'll do one more mission. I'll do one more mission. And then I discovered wigs. And I can make my character <laughs> look like me. I can get like the like the gradient and everything. So I was like, oh, I'm in it now. So I just bought the game uh, and I've just been playing. Uh, it, it is a problem. Um, <laughs> but I actually really like it. Uh, I've been looking for a game after Animal Crossing to play. And this has kind of reeled me in. Um, I also made my boyfriend in the game and now like my me's are having like a weird like dating life, which is really interesting. Um, and then one of my other me's is jealous of our relationship because they're friends with my boyfriend. So now there's like this weird like love triangle. And I'm like, I don't know how this happened, but, you know, it's like watching a TV show. So I'm like, I'm, I'm in for it. It's fine. <laughs> so how, how does that play out? Do they just show you little they show you little cutscenes, right? Like in between your battle sequences and you're in like a little miniature yeah. house and stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we can choose to like bunk with whoever we want. And oh. um, 
Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so what's really interesting though is that so sometimes if you if they're talking like you see your me's talking you can click on the bubble which i just found out yesterday so i've been missing out on a lot of content oh. um and my character was like oh i want to give uh zach my partner a gift and he opens and he's like oh thanks um and then at the end of that cutscene, one of my other me's pops up from the from the window behind our room and is like, oh man. And, and then it says, Oh, he's jealous of Stella. I was like, What where did you come from? Go to your room. Like, <laughs> why are you here? <laughs> this is, I really love it. I think it's like silly humor. It's it's a really nice like wind down and kind of just relax sort of game. I really like it. I, it's it's just really funny. <laughs> How many hours have you put into it so far? Uh, can I check? I don't know. Um, <laughs> can if you have your family controls on. I I totally didn't stay up till one thirty playing last night. Uh, that wasn't me. Um, it I happens actually, sometimes. Yeah, I actually don't know. But I, I, your I Switch in, is like, so cute. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I put in a lot of hours already. Nice. So, like, because I found it on the weekend. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Seth, what, what have you been thinking about Metopia? Uh, well, I didn't realize that this was like an exact one to one of the 3DS game. I don't know how I missed out on like a very obvious and important part of it until I was playing it. My son, who loved this game on 3DS, like played probably hundreds of hours of it. Oh, wow. Like, uh, was just telling me about, you know, oh, yeah, there's this. And then he sees the makeup thing. He's like, oh, that's new. So <laughs> then I just started playing with the makeup. But uh, I've spent only played a few hours and I've spent most of my time making all my me's into as accurate of uh, a me version as I can of characters from King of the Hill. So my main character is Bobby Hill and he's a, he's a mage cause oh, it's a deep cup. There's that episode where he joins that cult. I don't know if you remember that one. He's like resplendent and uh, he's friends with Hank. I have Boomhauer. I have Bill, uh, John Redcorn. And of course the dark Lord is Dale Gribble. And it's a very fun game. It's extremely cute and it's like absolutely charming. Um, but it's way better when all their dialogue, you see it in the King of the Hill voices. <laughs> so I could do like all the voices. So I just like me and my son will be playing and I'll be reading out, you know, like Dale's voice when he's like, I'm going to steal all the faces and just, uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Super charming. The one thing I would say that I, it's not like a negative but uh, it, it it really feels like a 3DS game, not in like the graphics are beautiful. It's super colorful. I love the art style, but it feels like it belongs on the 3DS there. That's what I should should say. Like, it just feels like it should be a smaller experience. It feels weird to play it on a 55 inch hmm. 4K. TV. Yeah, it, it just feels like it should be a more intimate. And like I said before the show, like I've forgotten that I could just oh, I could just take my switch out. And go to bed and play this game at night and hit myself in the face with a switch when I fall asleep. But I've done that before. Oh, yeah, I do it. I, it hurts. <laughs> it's not good. I can tell you all kinds glasses. of different electric like, Kindle. Not so bad. iPad. Who? Watch out. That'll that'll wake you up. <laughs> Wait, Seth, what's your class? Um, Bobby's a mage. And then okay. uh, Hank is a warrior. Boomhauer is uh, the pop star. And uh, John Redcorn is a, a cleric. Because he's a masseuse, you know, so he always is healing the <laughs> with wife. So, yeah. Nice. I'm, I'm a pop star. So one of my attacks is an AOE attack where I just scream really loudly. And I'm <laughs> like, that's so on brand. I love it. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I love the little character, like the the relationship building part of it. It's so cute. The little heart and it fills up and then, you know, you get more powers, the friendlier they are to each other. And yeah, it's super cute. It's a super fun little game. I recommend everybody check it out. I think it's only like 40 bucks too. Yeah. Like the demo the demo is free as well and it that progress does transfer over so if anyone does nice. want to try it out phased differently by Seth and Stella you can go check that out on the Switch for free. And real quick before we move on to what games Logan is playing, I did want to backtrack just for a second because we almost missed this announcement. It happened right literally right before we started recording, but Super Bomberman R online is also yeah. available now. It is a new Super Bomberman battle royale with up to 64 players here let me just read the description drop bombs and collect power-ups to blast your way through super bomberman r online you can compete up against up to 64 players from around the world in this explosive survival battle fight your way to the end and outlast all other players to be bomber one and it's free to play for anyone with nintendo switch online uh because this did come out literally right before the show i have not been able to play it yet but my goal is to also get a win in the first three tries I've played, like Pac-Man, so like I Pac-Man. never have to play it ever again. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Hey, Super Bomberman! Another, another battle royale. I gotta yeah. win. <laughs> we gotta, we gotta try it out. Super Bomberman so, R was a launch game, and that's yeah, it was pretty good, yeah. pretty good little game actually. I think it was sort of missed over, but yeah, if you can, if you can find that on sale, like scoop it up. I I completely forgot that I even have this game i think i bought it because <laughs> it was because a launch it, title and I, right. I didn't have anything else to play <laughs> yep that's the reason everybody who owns super bomberman r owns it just like oh it's the one game that i can yeah. buy right now that's not it's like i have breath of the wild and i was like well i want something i can play with my friends so this can yep. be like an event and the, <laughs> and the options were super bomberman r or one two switch so i went with you super made bomberman right. r. <laughs> that was a decision to make but with that said, Logan, what games are you playing this week? I'm playing a couple of things real quick. I started the Famicom Detective Club games. Uh, I'm oh, playing cool. <clears throat> The Missing Air first, and I really like it so far. It is uh, getting me back into the visual novel genre before Ace Attorney drops in two months, the gaming event of the summer, uh, The Great Ace Attorney Chronicles. So, yeah, I'm enjoying it. I'm not too far into it yet, but really, I just think it's so cool that this remake exists uh it just proves that nintendo can bring anything back that they want to um so that's that's my favorite part about it so far and then like casey i have been playing the monster hunter update if we want to talk a little bit about that yeah let's do that so i did not put this in the news section because we actually zach tom and i did the post show for monster hunter right for the monster hunter presentation that happened earlier this week and you can go and check out that's that standalone discussion in the nintendo voice chat playlist on ign games youtube channel we we don't have an audio version of that i'm sorry but if you are interested you can go over to the ign games youtube channel and watch that just go to the end of the presentation it's the final 20 minutes of the video where you can see uh, me and, and tom and zach talk about all of the things monster hunter which also included monster hunter stories 2 information as well but go check that out but since then i have played the monster hunter rise 3.0 update i actually completed all of i guess complete is the wrong term but i have at least tested out all that is new in this update so what was announced was Valstrax and Apex and Nogur specifically, and also a story ending. So there's a quest that finally ends the cliffhanger. And that's 
those are the main things. That's that's pretty much it. There are some new mechanics to to play with. You can change your weapon, your rampage weapons appearances with materials, which is new. You could always change the color, but this is a new way to change it. And there's also a really interesting mechanic with the man. I don't know if I should go into spoilers for the story or not. I guess if I just say the name of monsters, they mean literally nothing to people who have not played it yet. So you'll probably forget if you ever do play it in the future. But there are these monsters, Naro and Ibushi. And if you get the armor for them, there's now a system that if you upgrade them and Tom told me how this works, he he played with it. So you have to upgrade them with armor spheres all the way. And then there is an additional upgrade you unlock at that point that you use special materials from the new quest that unlocks with this update. And then it does a bunch of really cool stuff. It'll, I think I had, didn't do it myself because I'm currently very poor in that game. So I could not afford to upgrade my armor all the way. Um, cause I just made new sets for Valstrax. Um, but it makes it so that all of the random skills that those armor sets give you are actually upgraded to the point where they actually do something that matters. <laughs> so anyone who plays Monster Hunter will know that because until now, I've like these sets are are terrible and I don't like them. But now yeah. they can be good. So, like I said, I, I fought all three of those monsters and I'm actually very proud to say I did not cart one time nice. while fighting them, which is great. And my party and I, thank you again to my wonderful party. We completed all three of those quests on our first try, which is crazy. Like oh, that wow. would never happen. And I guess that says a couple of things. First of all, like we're we're pretty good. We're pretty good to like beat them all on our first try, right? Especially because Valstrax is meant to be an HR one hundred quest. And I I'm HR I think I was like HR like fifty-four when we fought Valstrax. Um so it's not like we had the best and most upgraded armor possible when we went in to fight that thing but also i think it says it speaks to how much easier rise is compared yeah. to previous monster hunter games i actually went back and fought thunderlord zenogre which apex zenogre is pretty clearly based off of um in monster hunter generations ultimate and man that thing wrecked me completely destroyed me and i had a complete set of dread king rathalos armor i know this means nothing to people who don't play monster hunter but i had good armor and it still completely destroyed me i guess i haven't played that game in a while but i would have to put in a lot of hours to get to the point where i could beat it and then i still would definitely not have like a hundred percent win rate whereas monster hunter rise i feel like failing a quest is exceedingly rare um yeah so, yeah, I guess. And I also assumed the et cetera in, that we saw in that presentation, which suggested we would get more surprise monsters with this update, was really just the fight that we get for the story, which I don't really consider a brand new monster. Mm-hmm. But I don't I don't think anyone has found anything new besides what was covered in the presentation, which I think is slightly disappointing because I was expecting Another another surprise monster like Basil Juice was with the 2.0 update. But Logan, you have started it as well. What do you think so far? Yeah, I'm a little bit underwhelmed with it also. I got a little bit trapped by this update because like you were saying, that the hunts in this game aren't nearly as difficult as in previous games. And so when my my hunting partner and I finished all of our all the main quests for the last update, I was like, okay, well. I think my setup is good enough for whenever the next update drops. We kind of put it down and we're like, we'll come back to this when it drops. And 
we we pick it back up. We do the quest to end the story. I'm HR 52. And it's like, OK, get to HR 100 to see the new monster. And that will take hours and hours of grinding to, to get to that point. And the reason I didn't do any grinding in the last update was because the hunts are kind of easy. So I just feel like that that perfect gameplay loop that I feel like is especially perfect in Monster Hunter World. Just it's just a little bit off kilter in Monster Hunter Rise. And that's and that's why I haven't been playing as as much as I kind of expected that I would. Uh, But I do I do still really love the game. The gameplay, I think, is great. The moment to moment hunting is awesome. But it's, it's just that I don't feel the the draw to go and build a setup because one, I don't really feel like I need it. And two, the setups haven't been that good. Uh, to this point in the game. So I think there's some balancing issues and I don't feel like this update really addressed any of what I wanted it to, but you did mention that thing about the new armor sets. So that will be something that I'll want to go and and check out to see if uh, that's something worth grinding for and going after to really boost my setup. Yeah, I completely agree. I kind of want to go back and do that quest uh, a couple of times so that I can get that armor set and see what it's all about. But other than that, there's not really a huge incentive to keep playing like monster hunter world had at the end and i mean i'm really conflicted because on one hand it's like oh great there's no like terrible grind in this game like you don't have to actively grind and do the same thing over and over to like accomplish things like you did in previous monster hunters but at the same time i kind of want a reason that keeps me playing longer because i really Mm -hmm. enjoy it and have fun but i'm not really getting the sense of accomplishment i do or did in games yeah. like Monster Hunter World and Generations Ultimate. Like when I was grinding for that Dread King Rathalos gear, it wasn't like it was like a I don't know, we had like a 75% win rate against that thing, even though we had fought it so many times. Like it's just a more punishing game. So mm-hmm. I, I'm just I'm just so conflicted on whether it's it's better or not. I think it's just different. And you just have to choose whether you prefer a Monster Hunter game with less grinding than the previous games and something that's a little bit more forgiving and i think that's also a reason why so many new players are getting sucked into it because it's not as punishing and it's not as grinding. yeah that's a good thing yeah yes which is really welcoming to a lot of new players like zach and pear so it's still really fun and i super enjoy it and i'm going to go back and play more of it because i want to make I, mm-hmm. I want to keep grinding to get better talisman so I can make better sets just for yeah. whatever reason. It's just fun. It's just a fun game. And I guess that is really all you need in a game to keep playing it. So, but yeah, I think that's that's really about it. All I've been playing. I intended to play some demos on the Nintendo Switch, but I did not get to that because I, I played Monster Hunter instead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... But with that, let's move on to everyone's favorite game that we always play every week, which is Question Block. No grinding in Question Block. No, (laughs) no grinding in Question Block. But this first question is from Kevin Ariola, and they asked, what surprise announcement would you like Nintendo to make at E3? Given this a thought, I want them to surprise us with an adapter so we can play our DS and 3DS games on our Switch. That's all I want. I think that'd be amazing that would be really cool yeah i mean they did it with a super game boy just make a super game boy real little <laughs> they did they did they did do that yeah it's not unprecedented i mean just pop a little emulator on there you pop your little car that's, that's all i would love to be able to play my 3ds in 2d and i know that they need the dual screen obviously but you just turn it sideways 
it's they do there is an adapter out there that does do that there's so that you can like grip. hold yeah yeah so you can hold the switch vertically yeah it's like a 12 dollar thing that you can buy and it just you hold your switch vertically and you know for playing like games like ikaruga and, and things of that nature mm-hmm. but yeah they can do it do it please nintendo i beg of you give me and, specifically what i am asking for and i feel really spoiled recently because everything that i've been wanting the last couple of years has happened like i'm kind of i kind of feel like i'm getting all of the things that i really want i'm getting a new room factory i'm getting i know breath of the wild 2 is happening we're getting monster hunter stories on the switch we already got a new switch monster hunter game like i don't i don't i don't know i don't know what i want Logan but you have to make it because you, you, you apparently I, you have the power to make these things happen. So yeah. just be like, everyone gets a free switch. That's my surprise <laughs> announcement. Casey DeFritis. Uh, it's because you didn't wish for anything as a kid. So now all of it is happening. I saved up all for adulthood. Yeah. Yeah. All my wish power. Exactly. Damn. That's a lot of pressure. Let me think about it. Stella or Logan, do you guys know what you want? Unlike me? <laughs> I mean, have they shown anything more on Breath of the Wild 2? I don't no. think no. so. So I would like more of a look at that. Um, the only other thing would be like, well, we, we still don't know if they're going to announce the uh, Switch Pro at E3 or before. So maybe that as well. But yeah, I guess those will be my two picks. I've got a, I've got two picks, I'd say. Uh, there was a report this week that Sakurai might be considering early retirement. Uh, that's something we, I don't think we had time to talk about. But mm-hmm. before before you ride off into the sunset, how about one more Fighters Pass? Uh, how about Fighters Pass 3 for Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, uh, along with Phoenix Wright and Smash? Uh, so that's my Smash wish list. And then there's a reason Earthbound isn't on Nintendo Switch Online yet, and that's because they are remaking it in the Link's Awakening art style. Oh, so Earthbound remake on Switch. Yeah, that's my uh, pie-in-the-sky hope because I love Earthbound and I can't believe that I can't play it on my Switch yet, but I can play uh, whatever games we were talking about, Super Baseball 1000. So, yeah. <laughs> I think that would be an amazing surprise announcement. Man. Yeah. It's whatever. I mean, it'll never. I'm sorry. It'll never happen. That's the thing they no. have to keep in their back pocket in case it's like the, the nuclear option. If everything looks bad for Nintendo, they break the glass and they make that announcement and everyone just loses their minds. Okay, I've come, up, days. I've come up with my, my surprise announcement that I would want. I want them to remake all of the old Zeldas. So the original Zelda, Zelda I know like, like Zelda 2 is not in the same style, but I'm sure they could figure it out and make it work. Yes. And then also a link to the past all in the style of Link's Awakening and just make a, a faithful <sighs> remake of so all of them in just beautiful art styles to make sure that people can play the start of this beautiful franchise. Nice. That's it. That's what I want. I think that'd be cool. I don't know how they would do do Zelda 2 actually in that style. They would have to do something totally different. So, but you know, Nintendo's Nintendo and they can do it. I believe can, in them. Yeah, they can do anything. <laughs> This next question is from Matt Giglio, and they say, we've seen Nintendo lean heavily into open world design with Breath of the Wild and to a lesser extent in Browser's Fury. What other Nintendo franchises would you like to see designed in an open world? Personally, I'd like to see an F-Zero game designed like Burnout Paradise set in fully realized Mute City. That sounds perfect. Yeah, it does. That sounds great. That's it. You you made the answer. Yeah, that's the answer. (laughs) Matt, good job. Like, 
I'm going to round, round of applause to Matt for coming up with the best answer. <laughs> and none of us <laughs> can, can come up with a better one. Well, what about, okay. I don't, I don't know if this is the exact same thing, but like, what about an Animal Crossing game? But it's about like survival. So it's like, it's like seven days to die where you like make your own base. You have to like grow your own crops. And stuff. You have to survive off the land that you're given, but it's actually open world and you can interact with things more in Animal Crossing. That'd be kind of nice. Maybe like other people to too. <laughs> Maybe it'll, it, it, it could be, okay, we're just like ideating like a new game. Yeah. But yeah, like Animal Crossing, but open world in the sense that you can sometimes accidentally run into someone else in the world yes. and then you have to yes. fight to the death for the crops and the trees oh, 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 <laughs> oh no. i went too far i went too far i'm sorry you don't have oh, to fight I mean, to the death you just you just happily say hello and then trade your apples for their pears <laughs> wait but we can throw snowballs and apples at them yes chase them off our lawns you know ultimate griefing <laughs> and animal crossing online yeah <laughs> open world animal crossing online i think it's a good answer <laughs> yeah no, uh, yeah, I, I honestly can't think of an, a better answer because I mean, yeah, F zero, F zero in the style of Burnout Paradise is like that's the, like I never would have thought of that, and then I heard it and I'm like, well, that's the perfect, that's the perfect one. We need like a, <laughs> a fun twist on F zero for it to come back. So there you go, Nintendo once again. I don't remember if we talked about this reality, please. I don't know if we talked about this. We talked about F-Zero, but someone I saw, I think in the NVC podcast forums, had the idea to make F-Zero like Yakuza, where you run around town as Captain Falcon doing the hand-to-hand combat that he has in Smash Brothers. And then there's also racing included. And it's like, that sounds like a fantastic game. So just F-Zero. Just bring it back. (laughs) F-Zero's Yakuza sounds amazing, too. Yeah, I like... Just do that. That's all we need. I also wanted to really quickly before we get on to the next question, I got some reader mail from Dane, who had a little bit of insight on the Pokemon Target debacle that I mentioned in a previous episode. And they said, hey, NBC, love the pod. Just wanted to report on the Pokemon card slash Target debacle. Their words, not mine. So I live in Brookfield, Wisconsin, and since the pandemic, have been picking up groceries and other items from Target through their curbside service. A few weeks ago, I drive up to the Brookfield Target and I notice about five cop cars parked outside. Nobody is being allowed in and a Target employee comes out to tell me that there's current there's a current situation and that they cannot fulfill my order at this time. I think this is odd, so I leave and come back the next day. Cut to this past weekend, my mother-in-law tells me that there is a story in the local newspaper about an assault that happened at the same Target over Pokemon cards, and that Target is no longer selling them. It was because of the Brookfield, Wisconsin Target that nobody can catch them all. Thank you so much for sharing. I very much appreciate it. I did the daily fix, though, the day that it happened, and that was one of the stories that I reported on, was how they, like, yeah, and then here in Maine, like somebody stole twenty thousand dollars worth of cards out of a, oh a, a, a trading card store. They like broke in in the middle of the night and just ran off with all these trading cards. Oh my god, I just can't believe that. I... <sighs> it's bananas because, like I, like I said in the fix, I lived through the nineties sports card and collectible boom and the comics boom, and. It's re- none of that stuff's going to be worth any money at all in five years. Like I have the complete 1992 tops, like all of the baseball cards that year that would have cost like $300 a year later. And now I got them at Goodwill for $5. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. So you're saying those of us who have hoarded cereal boxes with Pokemon cards and them should sell them now. 
I would wait a little bit for the market to peak, but yeah, that's going to be a crash. It's a bubble. It's a huge bubble. It's always a bubble. I'm I'm not hoarding cereal boxes just for the record, but they did have a buy one, get one free sale at my Publix. And they did have some boxes of Cinnamon Toast Crunch, which is my favorite, and Cocoa Puffs, which... Huh? Yeah, so I, I got four boxes of cereal with Pokemon cards in them. <laughs> but hey, buy one, get one free. You got to stock up, okay? <laughs> yeah. Excuses. That's, That's how they get you. <laughs> it is. It is always how they get you because if they didn't have that, I would have only bought one one box. But mm-hmm. now I bought two boxes. But they're out four. So who's the real loser here? I'm the one with the cereal. <laughs> and the cards. And the Pokemon cards. It's true. And I, the dollars. <laughs> I did. I did open one. I opened one of the packs and I got this holographic Pikachu and I was like, oh, I wonder. It also says all packs come with holographic Pikachus. So I don't understand why someone on eBay is selling a holographic Pikachu from the cereal box for eight hundred dollars. But, you know, here we are. People selling Pikachu cards for eight hundred dollars on eBay. They also I know they also had to pay um, some money to get those minted through an official like minting collectible service so maybe that is why and it is it's i think there's like two different ways you can get them minted and there's a more expensive prestigious way to do it and level 10 is incredibly hard to get so maybe that's why it's going for 800 dollars. but still 800 dollars. what yeah what i don't understand worth every penny serious collector oh my god (laughs) yeah i don't know super super serial as one might say Ah. but (laughs) this I'm sorry. Um, this next question is from Preston Chase Sharp, and they said, if you were to reinvent, respin, or reboot an established Nintendo franchise, which would it be? You have complete creative control. Kirby. Really? What would you do? Oh, yeah. I think that Kirby needs a shakeup. I, I know that it is aimed at a younger audience, but I just think that the last couple of Kirby games have been pretty bland. Uh, so I just think about like Kirby Air Ride or something like that. Bringing back a, a, some sort of 3D Kirby game, which we've never really had, uh, I think would be pretty exciting. Like a multiplayer 3D. Maybe it's just a 3D platformer, like bring back the Super Mario 3D world style of kind of that isometric 3D platformer and, and, and just throw Kirby and his friends in there because, yeah, it's just been pretty cookie cutter. Planet Robobot was great. That was a good shake up to the formula, but it was still just a a slow paced 2D side scroller. So I think Kirby needs something new. All right. Yeah. I think that's a good answer. I don't know. Yeah. I, f- I feel like I don't I, I don't have good answers for these. I don't know what's wrong with my brain today. <laughs> everything's, everything's fine. Why come up with something new when things are good already? Wow, what a rare what a rare mood to be in. I don't want to ruin about- it. I keep coming back to Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing, but this time you're playing as Tom Nook, or you can switch between Tom Nook or Isabel, and you have to solve everyone's problems. And you, you're it's through their viewpoints. So you see the villagers doing random things, and you have to like mediate. <laughs> so it's like a, it's like a nice. Simulator. That sounds like a fun like, spinoff. Yeah, yeah. Like you have to but manage I- things, and you have to like solve problems. But Stella, would you be willing to give up Animal Crossing as it is now? I guess that's that's not necessarily. I guess if you were to reinvent, respin, or reboot, okay, you're not getting rid of the original original guy. That's why my brain was like, no, I can't. They're already they're already fine. I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to kill what it what it already is. No, that's fine. Ooh, what if also with Super Smash Bros. or Mario Kart? There's another game, or it's like a DLC, and you have to go and clean up the grounds after everything. So it's like, it's kind of nice. 
Give me Chibi Robo. Throw him in that. There you go. Yeah. Very cool. Chibi Robo now in Smash to clean up after your terrible <laughs> fights, you monsters. <laughs> hey, man, if Power Washing Simulator is out there. That's true. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it could work. Seth, do you have an answer or do, would yes. you like to answer the next? Oh, you do. What is it? Oh, absolutely. What do you Donkey want? Donkey Kong 64. Okay. We got to revisit the 3D Donkey Kong. I know that everyone hates Donkey Kong 64 except for me. I love Donkey and Barrett. Kong 64. And and Barrett, yes, that we like bonded at E3 over that. Um, yeah, no, I love Donkey Kong 64. I 101%ed it. It's unfairly maligned. It could have been, you know, polished a little more than it was, but I had a great time and I would love to see that in a modern graphical style with a little more polish, uh, maybe a little bit more love. I don't want to say that. Like it wasn't done with love, but you know what I mean? Like a, a, just a, a little bit better game that has more uh, appeal to everyone instead of just weirdos like me who have to go on the internet and be like, Donkey Kong 64 is actually good. And, you know, my mentions fill up. So new, a bring new, it back. Nintendo. New Donkey Kong. And now super quickly, like one sentence answers what is the worst Nintendo game you've ever played? This question is from Brian Legion Walter. Mario Tennis Ultra Smash. <gasps> wow. That was fast. It's terrible. It's bare bones. It's a skeleton, and it shouldn't have come out when it did. It was my one <gasps> oh, sentence. <goodness. laughs> this I is a hard one know. to answer. I will say Brian has put this one on the Facebook post for probably six months in a row, and I'm glad <laughs> that we're finally answering it. <laughs> so oh, no, shout out to Brian. Brian. <laughs> God, I can't even think of like a like a Nintendo game that I played in. I, I like, know ah. Amiibo like, Festival is terrible. Uh, I came out like within a month of Ultra Smash, so that was a rough period uh, for uh, Nintendo fans. I can't think I of think... a Nintendo specific game, but I try. I know COD came out on Wii, and I tried oh, using yeah. like a gun. Oh yeah, built. <laughs> I want to say that was probably the worst. It's not a Nintendo specific game, but like came out on the Wii, and I was like, yeah, oh, this is a cool concept. And then I was using. I'm like, I. I hate this. <laughs> I don't know. I think this is a hard question for me to answer because even t- comparing the worst like first party Nintendo games that I've played to the worst games I've played elsewhere are just they're they're not that bad in comparison. So like I want to say like Mario Party 10 for the Wii U. I just like did not like that game. I played it once and then never played it ever again. But it's not that it lacked polish or anything. I just didn't think it was as fun as it should have been. Which mm-hmm. I think this is a difficult answer difficult question to answer and generally if i hear a game is really bad i just don't play them (laughs) i just like don't even give them a shot i think that's probably not very nice of me but that's where i'm at and with that that is all the time we have left for this week's nintendo voice chat look at that we actually got through all of our topics and question block this week i don't know how nice. they did that but if you are interested in watching the show if you're currently listening you can head over to ign games youtube on youtube obviously and look for the nintendo (laughs) voice chat podcast playlist where all of our episodes are there and also if you'd like to send us your questions you can email us at nbc at ign.com or respond to the weekly question block post that logan very kindly puts up for us each week on the hopefully it doesn't take six months (laughs) (laughs) hopefully no on the nintendo voice chat podcast uh, forums on facebook and that is all for nbc this week and remember nintendo voice chat is the only place you can get the thing get the thing
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.